Hello there, I'm Justin, and welcome to the Pickup Line. This week, we are celebrating a really important day, March 10th, otherwise known as Mario Day. In celebration of this awesome event, we're going to be doing a special episode of the Pickup Line today, uh, and we're going to be kind of ranking my top five Mario games of all time. So let's get to it, everybody. It's a me! All right, let's get into it. So... This isn't in any kind of, I guess, particular order. These are just kind of my top five uh, Mario games. Um, you know, not like this is the best or ever. They're not in a particular order, but here, here we go. So the first one that I want to talk about, it goes way back, back to the original. Um, in my mind, you know, I have a lot of memories of playing the original Mario Brothers on the NES. The original Mario Brothers, not Super Mario Brothers. That's the one that people often think of as the first Mario game, uh, and perhaps the most popular one, for sure, back in the 80s when the NES was around. Um, and that's number one on my list, is Super Mario Brothers. But I also wanted to just, as an honorable mention, talk about Mario Brothers, the game that was out before Super Mario Brothers, the one that was sort of a side-scrolling... Um, you, uh, well, Super Mario was a side-scroller, but you in the original Mario Brothers, it was like a level, um, so, similar to Donkey Kong, and there would be these platforms, and there would be these turtles, and you would have to knock the turtles, like kind of bounce them, and then knock them out of the level and to win. Um, there was all kinds of like pipes you could go through, and there was fireballs, and Luigi was a part of it, and it was kind of a cool thing. But my memory of that, the, the reason that one sticks out in my mind and I wanted to talk about it was because of my mom, who would always want to play the penny board, as she called it, when you got to, like, World 2-2 or something. Uh, it was just, like, a level where it was all pennies, all coins, uh, you know, Mario coins, and you would collect those. And so I, I have very fond memories of doing that with her. But the number one game on my list here, the number one Mario game, well, the first Mario game on my list is Super Mario Brothers for the NES, uh, a game that I, it was really the beginning of everything for me, uh, the beginning of a lifetime of video game adoration. Um, the game, one of the first video games that I ever finished all the way to the end uh, after a few broken controllers and uh, a lot of... Um, calls into the Nintendo hotline. Um, but, you know, it was a revolutionary game for its time. It had character development. It had fun platforming mechanics. It had amazing music. Um, Shigeru Miyamoto, of course, the, the sort of, you know, uh, pioneer of, of modern gaming, developing that game, and, and he's still doing great things at Nintendo today in 2020. So that game has to be at the top of the list here. Super Mario Brothers for the NES um, really kind of kicked everything off and, and just ushered in an entire new era of, of what games, what video games could be and what they could do. So we got to start there uh, with Super Mario Brothers. Next up, we have a Mario game that, in a very similar fashion to the original Super Mario Brothers, redefined video games once more. Uh, Super Mario 64. Um, my first experience of Super Mario 64, uh, having played Mario games consistently up until that point, Super Mario Brothers 3, uh, Super Mario 2, you know, all the games on the NES and the Super NES, Super Mario World, um, 
I was highly, like so many others, highly excited for Super Mario 64. And if you recall, when the N64 came out, it was really, really hard to get one. Um, They were not just, like, available. They were, like, sought after and really hard to get. And I did not get one until several months after launch, or maybe a year after launch at Christmas uh, one year. Um, But the first time I actually played Super Mario was I actually, uh, if you remember this, if you were a a kid in the 90s, you remember this, uh, going into Blockbuster Video and renting a Nintendo 64 system console uh, in a suitcase. Like, they would get, <laughs> you'd pay, like, 50 bucks or 40 bucks or whatever for a week, and they would give you the N64 in, it, like, this cool suitcase, and you'd bring it home with the game and the cartridge, and it was it was awesome. I, I'm a big Blockbuster uh, fan. I used to, I spent a lot of time and money at Blockbuster Video, and uh, the, 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 one of the earlier memories of that is, is renting the N64 to play, to play Super Mario 64, a game that, at the time, people were a little skeptical about, because up until that point, you know, video games were not really... 3D, they weren't uh, happening like that. They were, you know, it was a big shift. People were trepidatious at best about this new era of 3D gaming. Um, Super Mario 64, with its smart use of camera mechanics, one of the very first games that asked you to control a camera, uh, with its use of collectible items, of level design, of 3D world building, uh, it just did everything right. And it showed the world that 3D video games were not only viable, but perhaps even preferable. That's a strong word. Depends on what you like. But the game really showed that 3D could do it. It could do, you could do in 3D what Mario had done for years in 2D and what Nintendo had been able to do fun wise in 2D for years. So, uh, you know, that little camera stick on the N64 controller, that little yellow nub uh, moving the camera around. And, and just as a quick detail about Mario 64, they did that in such a clever way. Um, Lakitu, that, like, character from the Mario games who's always up in the cloud throwing turtle shells at you, uh, they, they reveal that he's sort of dangling a camera on a fishing pole uh, and following behind you almost like a, a reporter um, as you're playing through the game. And it was a really clever way to remind folks that, oh, you have this new thing you have to think about now, this camera that you're controlling. Um, and the rest is history. Like, every game that comes out now has a similar camera system like that. So um, it, that game really changed gaming in a major way. I have a lot of fond memories playing it, especially, the, like, the the music on the water level, which I will try to add, as in, you know, in between segments here, is some of the most gorgeous music I've ever heard in a video game. Um, it was a golden era for me of gaming when, like, I had this optimism about what games could be and the artfulness they could contain. I still have that optimism, but it's not quite as strong as it once was. Um, but Mario 64, absolutely top, top tier, top of the list. On to the next one. So coming in at number three, this is probably going to be a little bit of a controversial choice, um, but I'm going to put it on the list because not not because it was probably the greatest Mario game of all time, but because of the nostalgia and the memories that I associate with it. And so for number three, I'm going to put on there Mario Sunshine. Um, 
this one has a, has, a, has a sordid history for sure. A lot of redesigns, not really sure what they were trying to go for at this one. You know, there's kind of a history of like this game being kind of troubled in its development. But when this game launched on the GameCube, uh, it, it what was so cool about it for me was that it took the Mario formula and did something new with it. So up until this point, you know, we, we had the same old sort of Mario format. You went in, you did platforming, you did jumps, there were some puzzles, there was a, some kind of mini-boss battles, there were stars to collect, things like this. Um, this game sort of flipped that a little bit and changed up some of the things that you were doing. It, it gave you new mechanics to play with, like the water pack um, and a few other things in there. And it was just a fun kind of like light-hearted game. It was cool to see Mario kind of outside the Mushroom Kingdom uh, in this new place, the coasted... Costa del Sol is probably not the right word. Delfino, Isle Delfino, that's what it is. Costa del Sol is from, from Final Fantasy VII. Um, Isle Delfino. Seeing Mario kind of visit this tropical island and sort of uh, jet set a little bit out of the Mushroom Kingdom, it was really cool. And it had this sort of like sunshine theme. It came out in the summertime. You know, back then, I, you know, I was kind of in school and summers were important and I was hanging out with my brothers and we were playing video games and just kind of not a care in the world and it was great. Um, and so Mario, uh, Super Mario Sunshine really kind of has that feel for me. Um, uh, it just did. It just has a lot of smiles when I think about it. Um, some really hard levels. Uh, the the water mechanic was really cool. I, I always loved. Like one of the things I loved about video games, and I still love this, is seeing like water physics and like um, water mechanics and stuff. Uh, it's really cool to like see. Like I always love to see like. Um, it's always cool to see like. Uh, um, what game developers are doing with water water in a game and what it looks like and if it looks real and stuff. I, I just love that. So Super Mario Sunshine, it had lots of water, it had a cool jet water pack, and I loved it. So on to the next. Next up is a game that couldn't... Um, a Marriage Made in Heaven. A, a combination that I couldn't have dreamed up if I had tried. Uh, two of my all-time favorite gaming franchises coming together to make something wholly unique. Uh, and I'm talking about the Super Nintendo's Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Uh, what a, a mind-blowing idea to have Square Enix, a company that I loved from the Final Fantasy series, come together with Nintendo properties and make this amazing turn-based RPG game on Super Nintendo in the style of Final Fantasy 3 slash 6. Um, that was one of the first RPG games that I, other than Final Fantasy, that I really got into and loved. Um, the story was hilarious. It had this really funny, like, meta... Uh, vibe to it that some of the later Super Mario and the Mario and Luigi RPG games had on the Game Boy Advance and other systems, um, sort of like making fun of like Mario's signature jump, like how do I know you're Mario? And then you jump, and they're like, oh my god, look at that jumping ability, this must be the Mario. Um, funny stuff like that, they're always talking about his mustache, and like it just had this really fun, funny sense of humor, really fun battle mechanics, 
kind of light RPG leveling up, and there was gear you could equip, and, you know, items you could buy and stuff, and it was this really fun, zany adventure about collecting the seven stars, and um, I, I just I just loved that game, and I still love that game, and it's, it's on the Super Nintendo Classic, which is an awesome thing to have, be able to play it whenever I want to, so great music, funny characters, great writing, um, just, just a kind of a really cool mix-up, mash-up of all these different worlds coming together, so Super Mario RPG, what a classic, uh, love that game, I, I could play that game any day of the week. So if you have a Super Nintendo Classic, play that game. It is amazing. Rounding out the top five is the most recent Mario game to come out, Super Mario Odyssey on the Nintendo Switch. Um, is it the best and most uh, engaging Mario game ever made? I don't know. Probably not. But here's the reason I love Super Mario Odyssey. Super Mario Odyssey is the first Mario game that I've, been, that I've had the, the honor and joy to play with my own child. Uh, and so it's it's brought the whole thing full circle for me, right? Thinking back to me being a little kid playing that penny board on Mario Brothers, and now here I am with my five-year-old, and she's running around with Mario, collecting moons, uh, jumping on Goombas, uh, chasing Bowser, uh, doing all the things that I was doing as a kid, too, and, and just seeing that, that cyclical uh, process occur and, and getting to share in the fun of that game and the joy that I see in her when she plays it, you know, it makes me really, you know all the feels because uh, it's really a cool it's a cool experience for me to do that with her for sure um, and it's just been a, it, that, so, so that's why I've put that game on the top of the, in this in this top five um, and I'll, I'll talk about a few uh, runners up here and, and, and games that could also be in the top five here in a second but I think Super Mario Odyssey is, is just it's chock full of stuff I mean there's so much to do in that game I'm not I haven't collected all the moons yet but I, I, I've been working on it um, the levels are great the, the vibrant colorful you know bringing again uh, bringing a new level of sheen and shine to Mario's to the way it looks and the graphics and the all that stuff on the Nintendo Switch is great I, I'm so pumped for the sequel to Super Mario Odyssey I think it's going to be awesome uh, and again throwing in new mechanics right like Nintendo is, is so good about this they are able to just innovate whenever they need to and the whole you know becoming the enemies throwing the hat thing in mario odyssey is is amazing and it just adds a whole new layer of complexity and depth and <clears throat> engagement to the game and uh you know that game has some great levels um especially the, the moon level is really fun and cool uh like or the like the like levels like kind of black and white the water level is really cool in that game um <clears throat> so yeah super mario odyssey is just really a fun time great nintendo switch game uh, i'm looking forward to the next one for sure so that's the top five we'll do a quick recap
So my top five favorite Mario games. The original, of course, Super Mario Brothers. I had to throw that one in there. From there, I jumped to Super Mario 64, uh, a game that changed gaming forever. Uh, after that, we talked a little bit about uh, Super Mario Sunshine, maybe my kind of dark horse of the list, but one that I love. Uh, Super Mario RPG, can't leave that one out. Classic. And of course, Super Mario Odyssey. A few notable runners up here that, that absolutely should get mentioned. Mario Galaxy uh, and Mario Galaxy 2. Incredible. I never finished those games, and I never really even played Galaxy 2 because I just couldn't get into the controls on the Wii. Uh, I would love for them to, I would love for Nintendo to port those games over to Switch. I would buy them full price in a heartbeat. Uh, Mario Kart, of course, classic, great game. Everyone loves that. Um, I, I love Mario Kart too, but I didn't think that I wanted to put that in my top five. Um, Smash Brothers isn't really a Mario game, but they're all in there, so yeah, sure, that's pretty great too. Um, and I'm sure there are many, many others that you all out there love. And I would love to hear your top five. So take a moment, call into the podcast, leave a voice message, and I'd love to add those on to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for hanging out on the pickup line today, celebrating March the 10th, a.k.a. Mario Day. Um, and until next time, everybody, get those coins. <laughs>